When the order of nuns comes for exhortation, having put on this robe, come at the back of the order of nuns. He's up to something. Buddhist Books Podcast, episode 116, Tipitaka, part 54, in which I will be reciting Pakitiya 23, maybe 24, we'll see how it goes. If this is your first time seeing me, go ahead and click right here. That will take you to the Tipitaka playlist, better to start with episode one. I'd like to welcome our special guest for today. The goddess Durga. A little bit of a ecumenical exchange program thing happening. Um, Tara went to the uh, Hindu temple next door and uh, Durga came here. Not really, but uh, uh, Durga was created by the greater gods and the lesser gods all together uh, because of an incident where a buffalo demon man half buffalo demon, half man, was a shapeshifter and causing all kinds of trouble. And uh, he had the boon, there's that word, that uh, no man could kill him. So all the gods got together and created a woman who could, who is more powerful than any one individual god, um, created by all the gods, if that makes sense. So on the very day she was born, she rode in on her lion and slayed the demon. And uh, that's, that's her, her origin story anyway. And there's many other stories, of course, surrounding Durga, also known as Shakti, which means power. Uh, Durga means unattainable. When I uh, first came to India, my very first day, uh, long story short, uh, a gentleman offered to let me stay at his house. And in his house, there was a Durga shrine, and they called her Matadi. And uh, hopefully I found some images of that shrine to put on the screen just then. For those of you who are watching on YouTube or on archive.org. So, uh, to help balance out the sort of traditional patriarchal misogyny of uh, apparently this, this, this set of ten rules. Um, I thought it would be nice to have her present here. <clears throat> so, shall we pick up where we left off and find out what happens in Pakitiya 23, or rather what Pakitiya 23 is, what that rule is. We're going to find out. Shall we? All right. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying among the Sakyans at 
Kapilavatu in the Banyan Monastery. Now, at that time, the group of six monks, we're going to leave them where they are for today. They've had their spotlight for the week, I think. But we know who we're talking about, right? Three of them are ducklings, and there's a small cow and a small dog and a small elephant. Those of you listening to the audio might be a little confused. They're human. Don't worry. It's just a thing. Anyway, the group of six monks approaching the nuns' quarters exhorted the group of six nuns. A group of six nuns. All right. Nuns spoke thus to the group of six nuns. All right. Quote, come, ladies, we will go for exhortation. End quote. Quote, well, ladies, we would go for the sake of exhortation, parentheses, but, close parentheses, the group of the six masters exhort us in this very place, end quote. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, how can the group of six monks approaching nuns' quarters exhort nuns? Then these nuns told this matter to the monks, those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the group of six monks, three dots, exhort nuns? End quote. Is it true, as is said, that you, monks, three dots, exhorted nuns? End quote. Quote, it is true, Lord. End quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, how can you foolish men, three dots, exhort nuns, end quote. Oh, no. Continuing. Foolish men. It is not for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses, please, three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk approaching nuns' quarters should exhort nuns, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. So I think the nuns are supposed to go to the monk. And uh, the, the monks were coming to them. All right. And thus this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. Now at that time, Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, became ill. Monks who were elders approached Mahapajapati, Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, and having approached, they spoke thus to Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, quote, Gotami, just call him Gotami. We hope things are going well with you. We hope you are keeping going, end quote. Quote, masters, things are not going well with me. I am not keeping going. Please, masters, give Dhamma, end quote. Quote, sister, Okay, so Mahapatapachani, the Gotamid, is a nun. Sister, it is not allowable approaching nuns' quarters to give Dharma to a nun, end quote, they said. And being scrupulous, they did not give it. Then the Lord, dressing in the morning, taking his bowl and robe, approached Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, and having approached, he sat down on the appointed seat. As he was sitting down, the Lord spoke thus to Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, quote, Gotami, I hope things are going well with you. I hope you are keeping going, end quote. 
quote, Formerly, Lord, monks who were elders, coming to me, gave dharma. Because of this, comfort came for me. But now they say it is forbidden by the Lord, and being scrupulous, they do not give it. Because of this conflict, because of this comfort does not come to be for me, end quote. Then the Lord, having three dots, delighted Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, with talk on Dhamma, rising up from his seat, departed. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given Dhamma talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you, monks, approaching nuns' quarters, to exhort a nun who is ill. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk approaching nuns' quarters should exhort the nuns except at the right time, there is an offense of expiation. This is a right time in this case. If a nun comes to be ill, this, in this case, is a right time. Whatever means, monk means, a couple more and we'll do the flashback. Nuns' quarters means where nuns stay even for one night. Approaching means going there. Nuns means ordained by both orders. Should exhort means if he exhorts concerning the eight important rules there is an offense of expiation. Except at the right time means setting aside a right time. An ill nun means if she is unable to go for exhortation or for communion. All right. If he thinks that she is ordained when she is ordained, and in parentheses, approaching the nun's quarters exhorts her, except at the right time, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether she is ordained three dots at a right time, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that she is not ordained when she is ordained three dots at a right time, there is an offense of expiation. If he exhorts parentheses her close parentheses concerning a different rule, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he exhorts one who is ordained by one parentheses order only close parentheses, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that she is ordained when she is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether she is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that she is not ordained when she is not ordained, there is no offense. There is no offense if it is at the right time, parentheses in, close parentheses, giving an exposition, giving an interrogation, Parentheses, as Pakitia 22, 2 and 3, close parentheses. Thank you, Miss Horner. She didn't feel like translating that day. Three dots. If he is the first wrongdoer. The third. Now, just to refresh our collective memory here. So, presumably, the stuff that goes in the three dots uh, includes giving an exposition, giving an interrogation, if he expounds being called upon, expound master, if she asks a question, if having asked a question he speaks, if talking for the good of another nuns here, if it is to a female probationer, if it is a female novice, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. All right. Well, that was relatively painless, I'd say. Um, 
Yeah, and, and kind of short. Can probably move on to the next one. What do you think? All right. Expiation. Pakitia, 24. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery. Now, at that time, monks who were elders, exhorting nuns, came to receive requisites of robes, alms food, lodgings, medicine for the sick. The group of six monks spoke thus, quote, The monks who are elders are not doing a service in exhorting nuns. The monks who are elders are exhorting nuns for the sake of gain. End quote. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can this group of six monks speak thus? Quote within quotes. The monks who are elders, three dots, for the sake of gain. End quote within quotes. End quote. Three dots. Quote, Is it true, is it true, as is said, that you monks spoke thus? Quote within quotes. The monks who are elders, three dots, for the sake of gain. End quote, end quote, end quote. Quote, it is true, Lord. It is true, Lord. End quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, How can you foolish men speak thus? Quote, end quotes, the monks who are elders, three dots for the sake of gain, end quote, end quotes, it is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should speak thus, quote within quotes, the monks who are elders are exhorting nuns for the sake of gain, end quote within quotes, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. All right. Whatever means three dots. Monk means three dots. For the sake of gain means for the sake of robes, for the sake of alms food, for the sake of lodgings, for the sake of the requisite medicines, for the sick, for the sake of honor, for the sake of respect, for the sake of reverence, for the sake of homage, for the sake of veneration. Should speak thus means if desiring to bring blame, desiring to bring discredit, Desiring to bring shame to one who is ordained and, in parentheses, agreed upon by the order as exhorter of nuns. He speaks thus, saying, quote within quotes, he is exhorting for the sake of robes, three dots, for the sake of veneration, end quote within quotes, there is an offense of expiation, end quotes. If he thinks that it is a legally valid act when it is a legally valid act, and, in parentheses, speaks thus, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether it is a legally valid act, and, in parentheses, speaks thus, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that it is not a legally valid act when it is a legally valid act, and, in parentheses, speaks thus, there is an offense of expiation. If desiring to bring blame, desiring to bring discredit, desiring to bring shame to one who is ordained, Parentheses, but, close parentheses, not agreed upon by the order as exhorter of nuns. He speaks thus, saying, quote within quotes, he is exhorting for the sake of robes, three dots, for the sake of veneration, and quote within quotes, there is an offensive wrongdoing. So if it's not the appointed exhorter of nuns. All right. If desiring to bring blame, three dots, to bring shame to one who is not ordained, 
agreed upon or not agreed upon by the order as exhorter of nuns. He speaks thus, saying, quote, within quotes, he is exhorting three dots for the sake of veneration, end quote, within quotes, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Is there a situation in which one who is not ordained would be unanimously appointed by the order as exhorter of nuns? I mean, why make a rule for it if it doesn't happen? That's odd, isn't it? Someone who's not ordained being appointed exhorter of nuns? Maybe, maybe. Let's keep reading. If he thinks that it is a legally valid act when it is not a legally valid act, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not a legally valid act, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not a legally valid act when it is not a legally valid act, there is no offense. What is not a legally valid act? What the other monks are doing that they're talking about? I'm a little confused, I admit. But, I often am. There is no offense if he usually speaks exhorting for the sake of robes, three dots, for the sake of veneration, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The fourth. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Expiation. Pakitia. Twenty-five. At one time, the enlightened one, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatapindika's monastery. Now, at that time, a monk was walking for alms in Savati along a certain road, and a nun was walking for alms along that road. Then that monk spoke thus to that nun, quote, Go, sister. In such and such a place, alms food is being given, end quote. And she spoke thus, quote, Go, master, in such and such a place, alms food is being given, end quote. These had become friends through constantly seeing, parentheses, one another, end parentheses. Now at that time, robe material was being distributed to the order. Then that nun, going for exhortation, approached that monk, and having approached and greeted that monk, she stood at a respectful distance. As she was standing at a respectful distance, that monk spoke thus to that nun, quote, Sister, this is my share of the robe material. You may accept it. End quote. Quote, yes, master, my robe is worn thin. End quote. Then that monk gave that nun the robe material. Then that monk became one whose robe was worn thin. Monks spoke thus to this monk, quote, Your reverence, make up your robe material now. End quote. Then that monk told this matter to the monks. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about saying, quote, How can a monk give robe material to a nun? End quote. Easily? Sorry, I'll keep reading. Uh, quote, is it true, as is said, that you, monk, gave robe material to a nun? End quote. It is true, Lord. Is she a relation of yours, monk, or not a relation? 
She is not a relation, Lord, he said. Foolish man. One who is not a relation does not know what is suitable or what is unsuitable or what is right or what is wrong. For a nun who is not a relation, how can you, foolish man, give robe material to a nun who is not a relation? It is not foolish man for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should give robe material to a nun who is not a relation, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. And thus this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. Then scrupulous monks did not give robe material in exchange to nuns. The nuns, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the masters not give robe material to us in exchange? End quote. Monks heard these nuns who, three dots, spread it about. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, Monks, I allow you to give in exchange to five parentheses, classes of people, and parentheses, to a monk, a nun, a female probationer, a male novice, a female novice. I allow you monks to give in exchange uh, to these five classes of people, classes of people being in parentheses. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should give robe material to a nun who is not a relation except in exchange, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. <clears throat> so they, they're not really explaining the reason. So I guess we have to guess. And I like to give Lord Buddha the benefit of the doubt, but after that whole a nun who's been a nun for a century should not reprimand a monk who became a monk this very day, but monks can reprimand nuns as much as they like thing. Um, I'm going through a little bit of a, a dark night of the soul, you might say, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm committed to read all of this and go through whatever processes it takes me through. But I have to admit, I was a bit disappointed by that. Because when, uh, you know, people like Alan Watts talk to the hippies about Buddha and his teachings, they leave out that he thinks that women are inferior to men. Or, uh, you know, at least doesn't, doesn't go against that. And also, that you're, you're not allowed to steal someone's slave. Um, so, you know, okay, all right. It just give me time to digest it. I'm still committed to read all this. I, I, I haven't turned my back entirely on, on Buddha or Buddhism. It's just that my values as a person in 2022 is clashing with the words that I'm hearing come out of Lord Buddha's mouth through the oldest scriptures. So forgive me if I'm not quite as chipper or humorous as usual today. I'm going through a process. But that all being said, um, perhaps the idea is that monks shouldn't be giving gifts to nuns because that's weird if they're not relatives. If it's your sister, your cousin, okay. But if it's not, what's going on here? It's like maybe stomping out the, the beginning of what could lead toward uh, the breaking of rule number one of the Parajika rules, no sex, right? Um, are you flirting? What's going on here? But if a nun says, uh, monk, I, I need a new robe, please take this, I don't know, bread or something in exchange 
and uh, give me that robe, then that's fine. But giving a robe without anything in exchange, it's like maybe it's something implied or that there's a debt now or there's this feeling of like, hey, I gave you my robe. Now you give me something. You know, I mean, 99% of the monks aren't like that, but 1% of them are. And Lord Buddha is not just giving rules to the monks that are around him in that moment, but he's also giving rules to the monks after he's not there to, um, to guide them. So he's establishing things. Perhaps nuns are, in the previous book, or in the previous episode, being told not to reprimand monks because that might make monks mad and then they might want to get revenge on the nun and nuns <clears throat> being women uh, and smaller in stature uh, will have a hard time defending themselves against an angry monk who is a bad monk. Maybe. You know, I'm going around in circles trying to justify uh, an overtly patriarchal uh, rule. But it's 2022. And if it were 1962, people wouldn't have really thought twice, maybe twice, a few people would have thought twice about such a double standard. It wasn't until more like 67, 68 that uh, more people were starting to think twice. And in today's day and age, while there's still a lot more work to do, something like that wouldn't fly. That. Uh, any of the men here in this company or here in this religious society are free to reprimand any of the women, but women are not allowed to reprimand any man, even if he's a total brat who just initiated yesterday and you've been in the order for a hundred years. That would not fly today, unless you're a Freemason. Um, in another podcast, I interviewed a bunch of Freemasons, and they were all very excited to be. It was They thought it was becoming the Freemason podcast, and then I was talking to one of them, and I said, I just really can't get, get behind an organization that still doesn't allow women. And then they stopped, and then suddenly they, they weren't calling me anymore. It's like, well, that's how it is, you know? Um, some of this needs to be updated, and uh, it's not that I don't have great reverence and respect for Lord Buddha, and for Buddhism, for whatever that means. Um, it's just that... As it was then, it's incompatible with now. And I, I've known a lot of people who just kind of offhandedly reject Buddhism itself on account of the, you know, slightly chauvinistic joke that the Dalai Lama made, you know, we all, we've all heard about that, haven't we? If you haven't, uh, Google that. Um, but yeah, he was, he was a Buddhist and he was trained in these teachings. And uh, what can we do? What to do when something is so ancient that it includes teachings that are so ancient that it, it has this stuff systemically in it? And, you know, they, I mean, it's not just Buddhism, it's Catholicism, it's Judaism, it's Islam, it's everything. Anything that is an old tradition is going to have elements of it that are arcane. So how is it that we can, can uh, perpetuate something in the present and into the future that is not compatible with what many of us know? 
uh, should be the way. I'm obviously not talking to people who say, well, women are inferior, you know. No, I, I, don't, I don't care for that point of view. Um, in, a, in another episode, I told those folks to unsubscribe from my channel, but then I realized that's not the way. You can keep, some, you can keep watching. A lot, of, a lot of the people who watch my other podcast, Esoteric Nerd, are completely on the opposite spec side of the spectrum from me politically. Um, and it, it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, am I saying the opposite of what I think I'm saying, or is it just what I look like and my gender that they, that they like? I don't know. Thanks to give us pause. I hope you don't mind. Every once in a while... Um, I talk, you know, one aspect of this is it's sort of like an audio book and uh, information for you to, uh, it's, it's the scriptures, it's the scriptures, but at times I, uh, at, at times I have something to say and at times the scriptures themselves affect me in a certain way. Those who've been watching all 116 episodes, of course, already know this, um, but those who are new might be a little confused. Why did he stop reading? Why is he talking about this? What does this have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with everything. I would like to see Buddhism continue in the world, and I would like to see it be more compatible with the world as it is and as it's becoming. That's all. Not that it needs to change, but some, there's some, some categorization, some box, like there's those parts of Leviticus that are not compatible with uh, the modern world. You know? Same thing. Similar thing. Similar thing. And, uh, you know, it's disappointing. I mean, to because I'm just now discovering it. I mean, imagine if you, if you were in uh, some part of the world and you wanted to follow a path that wasn't the same as, as the people in your community, and that path was Jesus, right? And then 35 years later, 40 years later, someone shows you Leviticus. How are you going to feel? Well, that's how I feel today. So I'll keep reading, and uh, I look forward to finishing... I mean, one reason I'm reading a lot of these today is I want to be done with this section because I think that rules uh, 21 through 30 of expiation are going to be these things that have to do with nuns and within the rules and around the rules and kind of the implied structure in which the rules are taking place is this monks are here, nuns are here assumption. And uh, it, it, it's a, not a good feeling. So I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing it so that we can move on to something else, to be honest. All right. Whatever means three dots. Monk means three dots. Not a relation means one who is not related on the mother's side or the father's side back through seven generations. None means one ordained by both orders. Robe material means... Any one robe material of the six parentheses kinds of close parentheses robe materials. Parentheses including close parentheses the least one fit for assignment. Accept an exchange means setting aside parentheses the fact that close parentheses he gives an exchange. There is an offense of expiation. 
If he thinks that she is not a relation when she is not a relation, parentheses, and, close parentheses, gives robe material, parentheses, to her, close parentheses. Except in exchange, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether she is a relation, three dots, if he thinks that she is a relation when she is not a relation, three dots, there is an offense of expiation. If he gives robe material to one ordained by one, parentheses, order only, close parentheses, except in exchange, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that she is not a relation when she is a relation, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether she is a relation, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that she is a relation when she is a relation, there is no offense. There is no offense if she is a relation, if there is an exchange, if there is a large thing for a small thing, or a small thing for a large thing, if a nun takes it on trust, if she takes it for the time being, if he gives another requisite, except robe material, if she is a female probationer, female novice, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The fifth. Well, that's interesting. I mean, it gets into, like, what is the robe and what does it mean and, and uh, all that. Because it's saying he can give her anything else, just not a robe. Uh, maybe because she wears it on her body. Maybe that's where it's going with that. Well, we'll see what Buddha Gosa says in a few years when we read the uh, commentaries. We'll do one more, because the sooner we get through with this. Expiation, Pakitiya, 26. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anathapindika's monastery. Now at that time, the Venerable Udayin. Remember the Venerable Udayin? Venerable indeed. So venerable. Became skilled at making robes. A certain nun approached the Venerable Udayin, and having approached, she spoke thus to the Venerable Udayin. Quote, Honored sir, it were good if the master sewed a robe for me. End quote. Then the Venerable Udayin, having sewed a robe for this nun, having made it well dyed, well worked, having raised up a bold design in the middle, having folded it up, laid it aside. Then that nun approached the Venerable Udayin, and having approached, she spoke thus to the Venerable Udayin, quote, Where, honored sir, is that robe? End quote. Quote, Come, sister, having taken this robe as it was folded up, having laid it aside, when the order of nuns comes for exhortation, then, having put on this robe, come at the back of the order of nuns. He's up to something, end quote. Then that nun, having taken this robe as it was folded up, when the order of nuns came for exhortation, then, having put on this robe, she came at the back of the order of nuns. People, three dots, spread it about, saying, Oh, oh, so they wouldn't know. All right, all right. Uh, quote, How little these nuns fear blame. They are sly. They have no shame. Inasmuch as they raise up a bold design on a robe. Oh, that's the crime. Okay. End quote. A bold design. Mm. Nuns spoke thus. Quote, whose work is this? End quote. 
quote, Master Udayans, end quote, she said. A thing like this should not adorn those who have little fear of blame, who are sly, who have no shame. Is it not Master Udayans? End quote, they said. These nuns told this master to the monks. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the venerable Udayan sew a robe for a nun? End quote. What is the actual crime? I guess we'll see. Quote, is it true that you, as is said, that you, Udayan, sewed a robe for a nun? End quote. So it wasn't about the bold design. That's not a crime. All right. It's just part of the story. It is true, Lord. Is she a relation of yours, Udayan, or not a relation? She is not a relation, Lord. End quote. Quote, foolish man. One who is not a relation does not know what is suitable or what is unsuitable or what is pleasing or what is unpleasing for a woman who is not a relation. How can you, foolish man, sew a robe for a nun who is not a relation? It is not, foolish man. For pleasing those who are not yet, in parentheses, pleased, three dots, and thus monks this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should sew or should cause a robe to be sewn for a nun who is not a relation, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. And it rhymed. He's a poet and he didn't know it. Oh, that rhymed. Whatever means. Two more episodes and we'll do the flashback. Monk means. Three nouns. Not a relation means one who is not related on the mother's side or on the father's side back through seven generations. None means one ordained by both orders. A robe means any one robe of the six parentheses kinds of close parentheses robes. Should sew means if he himself sews in each insertion of the owl. What? Arapati. So Pali is Arapati. Owl is apparently English for something. Comment below or Google it, Edward. A W L. All right. There is an offense of expiation. Should cause to be sown means if he commands another, there is an offense of expiation. When once commanded, if he sows much, there is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that she is not a relation when she is not a relation, parentheses and, close parentheses, sows or causes a robe to be sewn, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether she is not a relation, three dots, if he thinks that she is a relation when she is not a relation, three dots, there is an offense of expiation. If he sews or causes a robe to be sewn for one ordained by the order, by one, parentheses, order only, close parentheses, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that she is not a relation when she is a relation, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether she is a relation, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that she is a relation when she is a relation, there is no offense. There is no offense if she is a relation, if he sews or causes another requisite to be sewn, except a robe, if she is a female probationer, 
a female novice, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. All right, the sixth. I'll go ahead and close there because it starts to look a little crazy to have more than four Roman numerals in a title. Um, all right, uh, Udayan, you can go. Thank you. Comment below if you have any thoughts about today's episode, either the, uh, the, the, the reading or my commentary. I'd be curious to uh, hear what you have to say. And uh, thank you for going on this ride with me through its ups and downs, joy, laughter, tears. There's been a few tears, right? And the movie reaction anyway. And uh, disappointment. That's a new one. Um, as well as uh, annoyance and everything else that, that comes with, uh, with the long, slow trudging through the mud of reading every word of the Tipitaka instead of just the cliff notes that they put up on all those Terabata websites. I know you've seen them. You've read them. Like, yeah, 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 there's rules about this and basically you're not supposed to do this. All right, let's move on to the good stuff. That's, that's Vinaya Pitaka as it's usually approached. But you and I aren't usual people now, are we? Um... All right, special thanks to our special guest for your presence here uh, today. It's very much appreciated. Helped to balance out the energies a bit. And uh, I will go ahead and close. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh. Until next time.